And Kevin started talking perfect. I love starting it like that. Welcome to episode 22 of Cue the Duck Boats podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Garth Wickham of the Inside the Rink and of the Production Line podcast, our Red Wings podcast. As always, we'll kick it over to Kevin, famous number 22. Sean Thornton, baby. I love Drop it. that hammer. I love it. Garth? Uh, Jordan Tutu, Red Wings legend. Two absolute legends for within their two organizations in reality. I mean, Tutu and Sean Thornton are two players. I think like everyone knows who they are, right? It's actually yeah. pretty, that was actually pretty solid, solid too. I mean, we'll jump right into it, right? So Garth is our local expert on the Detroit Red Wings. And for the second week in a row, we brought someone on whose team beat up the Bruins the night before. So let's talk about last night's game. How, how'd you feel going into it? I know your season's been kind of, I guess, scrapped at this point but there has to be a lot of positives right as a red wings fan with this year in comparison to the last two probably i would say up until about um i'd say the all-star break we were feeling pretty good i mean obviously like we were ahead of the bruins like technically by like two points and you guys had whatever 10 games at hand at one point so like none of us actually thought we were gonna make playoffs but like we were pretty close and we were like all right this is progress um, but Red Wing fans kind of failed to realize that we were being carried primarily by five players. Yeah. That being Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, Lucas Raymond, Moritz Sider, and Alex Nedeljkovic. After the All-Star break, Nedeljkovic fell off a cliff, along with our defense. So, and then in turn, everything went to, you know, out the window. Um, so, yeah, it's been a rough, I'd say like six weeks. Like, I think we were out of the past 14 games, that was our third win. I know I'm pretty it sure. was, I think you had yeah. lost six straight, right? It was six straight. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty confident going, I was actually kind of confident going into the Bruins game considering I'll give, I'll throw Bruins fans a bone saying you guys are on a back-to-back that went in overtime. Yep. And the Red Wings were on a six game losing streak had to end at some point. It did. It did. Now I, I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't even like excited to watch that game because I thought there was a chance the Bruins were going to come out flat and they actually didn't, they came out and they actually started the game. Okay. And then slowly it just slipped away, slipped away. And then I knew, uh, like, when the third period was starting, I was like, yeah, probably going to circle this one as an L. But, you know, I mean, it's just – it is what it is. I actually, and Kevin can attest to this, I called the Red Wings a playoff team in our – one of our – in our, like, picking the playoff teams. I called them as a dark horse playoff team. Do you remember that, Kev? Yeah, I think I also – who did I say? Columbus. Yeah, so, you, we took two, like, weird pretty ones. pretty much – I mean, Columbus isn't a bad pick still at this point. Like, they're they're the team right behind. I mean, granted, they're how many points behind, but still, yeah. they're the spot right behind. Actually, yeah, the Islanders are now right behind. The Islanders oh, have two right, games yeah. in hand, and they're 73 points. They've kind of turned it around a bit. Neither of them are going to make the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I, I can't remember all of them. I, I did terrible. I know that for sure. I'm like, because I, I know I said Washington wasn't going to make the playoffs. And... Because I had Philly in, I had Philly winning the division. I had Philly winning the division. I called Philly a dark horse Stanley Cup cha- <laughs> Stanley Cup candidate, but I also totally picked my Stanley Cup matchup to be Boston and Calgary, and Calgary is looking pretty good. 
So like, that like pretty right. good. yeah. So I'm, I'm like happy with Calgary there when I look at everything, but we can get into that. Like, are there any teams, like what team surprises you both the most? Kev, we'll let you start. What team surprises you the most this year in the NHL? Um, uh, let me see. I definitely, I feel like Calgary, I feel like they just stepped it up. Like I didn't really yeah. didn't see it. Like they have all the pieces and they're scary where that offense is going. And for them, like this is really like, their big push because of all the free agents they have, their top players, their top line with uh, Gerdo uh, and uh, the Chuck. So it's tough. Plus you have um, the guy in the second line, Matt. I can't say his Man- name. Mangiapani. 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 Yeah, yeah, I mean, they have, they're a team. I've right? known as butchering names on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> they have they have 430 goal scorers, right? Like you have 430 goal scorers, something's going right. And they have pretty good defense. Like Noah Hannafin finally is playing like how Noah Hannafin was always supposed to play. And that I think that's another big piece of it. They're like deep too. Blake Coleman was underrated guy for them to get. And like he's been huge. They're getting good goaltending. Killington's really coming out of nowhere having you know, a guy they waved at one point. They waved him last year. I remember yeah. tweeting like I wanted the Bruins to get him so bad. And I was like, what are you like? Ugh. Like, and it's just, yeah. I mean, they're, they're that's a good surprise team. I'll give you that. The only sad part is Sean Monahan. Like, yeah, I got back it. season with the hip. It didn't happen. Just didn't happen for him. I know it, it's they're a really interesting team, and obviously, like, there's guys in that team I like. Like, I'm a big Johnny Goudreau fan. Just from watching him in college, I like I used to love saying Johnny Hockey. I'm a Noah Hannafin fan, and I also like Milan Lucic for obvious reasons. So they're a team that I could definitely get behind if the Bruins were out. Garth, who who would your team be? Your surprise team? Uh, I'm gonna go with LA. LA, I'm the great choice. Great yeah, choice. Uh, I loved their moves in the offseason. And I think some like a plan like that could work for the Red Wings in the offseason. I mean, we can get to that later. But um, yeah, the pickup of Victor Arvidsson for a second and a third. And then Philip Deneau in free agency is like a great 2C. And finally, let's Kopitar like, fully be an offensive force. And I mean, you look at him this season, he's great. Yep. Um, Trevor great. Moore has also been really good for them. Uh, even like their defense has been like, you know, butchered most of the season and they still have been uh, be, ugh, been able to be good. Um, Jonathan Quick also surprisingly okay. Yep, I agree. And to me, they have one of the best prospect pools out of any team in the NHL. Right. Them, the Red Wings right behind them, really, in my mind. For like yeah, no, no, high no, end no, talent, no. But they're up there. Stacked. They're up no. there. I mean, you know, I, I think that they have their next core is going to be so strong, built around Byfield and they have uh, Turcotte too. They're going to be, they're going to be good. So like, that's that's for sure. Do they have a top defensive prospect? Uh, Brant Clark, but he's more okay. of like an offense. Yeah, he's an yeah. I didn't even guy. think of that. hundred percent though. Brant Clark is very a good player, but he is more of a puck moving offensive guy. But I mean, if Drew Doughty can usher him into that position, they're in pretty good shape. They rebuilt fast. They rebuilt really fast. So that's, I mean, it's definitely a way to look at it. I feel like we jumped at a last night's game really quick, but like, really, what's there to talk about? Like the the Bruins lost the game and the back-to-back against the Red Wings. If they play the Red Wings 10 times, we're probably going to win seven or eight at this point in the year. Well, we did four, and Red Wings split. I know. I know. So, I, I know. I know. I know. I knew you were no, going to that. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, no. Bruins are definitely – and, I mean, you look at the shots this game, what, 50-29, to 29, I think it was? Yeah. Yep. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic has played very good season against Season high the in saves. This- season high in saves. Yeah. Uh, Nadelkovich has played very good against the Bruins this year. I mean, there was the one game in Boston in December where he faced 45, I think it was. Yeah, two goalies I mean, two. That always play good against Boston. 
Elvis Merzlikin and Alex Novelkovich. Always. They both do. They always play good. We had to play them back to back. It's just like a, but I like to get like outside point of views on the Bruins. What's your point of view on the Bruins? Like their team, their roster, other than the fact that Frederick Pasta and Lindholm are all injured and we're not quite sure what's, what's up with any of them. I didn't listen to Bruce Cassidy's interview today, so I don't know if he said it, gave any updates, but I didn't get around to it. But what is your view of like the Bruins today or like where you see them going? Uh, today, like as in right now, I love their decor. Yeah. I think they're extremely deep on D. I know, granted, that third pair got exposed a couple times last night. Um, but, I mean, you have a bunch of NHL options back there. The top four, at least. Very good. I love all those defensemen. Um, up front is, like, my biggest question marks. I mean, obviously, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasta, Taylor Hall has also been good the second half of the year. Uh, Eric Hall has kind of been Vegas Golden Knights Eric Hall. So, yeah. that's been a bonus. Um, but other than that, like, the rest of it, is for me, is just uh, – guy 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 like I don't, I don't know um if they have the depth i mean craig smith's also been pretty good of late as well jake what DeBrusque. i've watched jake, jake DeBrusque. DeBrusque. i forget to mention drake debrusque as well coil um, too not to be a homer but they i think that's where it's like those three guys are i think the most important part of this bruins team i was gonna i was actually gonna, i was thinking about like what i was gonna say on here and i was like talking about the, and i was like i was thinking in my head i'm like coil such an overpaid third line center but then if you look at it Hollow is an underpaid second line center if you, you split the middle split the middle there it's what 3.5 yeah. million yeah it's not cuz what's hoyle make Coyle, jesus 5.25 i know i meant to say Hollow. Hollow makes what it's like 2. Point something 2.3 or something yeah. like that yeah yeah it's nothing crazy so yeah i mean Hollow has 36 points most of those are in the second half of the year He's finally found his stride, and he fits in well with Pasta. It's hard to find guys who can play with David Pasternak and guys who can play with Taylor Hall. Hall's a little more straight line, and he can be a play driver, so it's a little more helpful. But Pasta just plays hockey however he feels like playing hockey. And some nights it's completely north-south. Some nights it's completely east-west. Some nights you're going west and, and east. You never know what he's doing. He spins it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Not northeast or northwest. West or east. Yeah, correct. That's... That's how we do it. The but, meese uh, and the moose. Yeah, no, it's a moose or is it a moose or a meese? Goose or geese? Mooses, mooses, multiple moose. I think it's meese, Mo- but moose eye, moose eye. Yeah, <laughs> two moose eye. But still, I mean, the Bruins hurt. I yeah, they're in a weird spot. But so, like, where do you do you see them as a team that can make a run at the cup? Honestly, like, not your. I know you're on like a Bruins focused podcast, but like, we don't. I, if you say no, I'm not. Um. No, no. I could see them winning a round, but personally, like I don't. I think they run out of juice. I the goaltending, I think, is a question mark at this point. Um, I do like Jeremy, Jeremy Swayman a lot, and he's really young, and I he's do young. think he's going to be a really good goalie. But again, it's a lot of pressure to put on the shoulders of him. And then Allmark's kind of been—he's either been really hot or really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, that defense is where I'm. I question, like I'm like, okay, they can get through a round with the defense. Because I still like pair them up against like any defensive core in the Atlantic. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're probably better. Yeah, no, I it's Lindholm instantly made that whole defensive core better, and so did Josh Brown. I think is going to be a helpful playoff piece without a doubt. Yeah, he's um, a guy like I can see like with their question marks on the third pair end up being a playoff guy. Yeah, so so do I. Like I I don't see I I don't know when the going gets tough. I don't know if Mike Riley or Connor Clifton are going to be playing. I really don't. But I mean, then you have one of him or Forbert, Brown or Forbert, that have to be on their offhand. So who knows? But like, I mean, I no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Uh, Brown's righty. Forbert's yeah. lefty. Am I wrong there? Yeah, no. Forbert's lefty. Brown's righty. You you have your same. 
they'd be good. Shit, you're right. No, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even. Why have they not paired them up yet? Uh, I mean, not very fleet of foot, if you will. Yeah, that's true. I know that's, but they can play heavy, so it's just like. Oh yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. I that third pair to me scares me no matter what. But the top four really could match up with anyone. If Brandon Carlo's playing good, they can match up with literally anyone. He had a real good game last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. He did a good game last night, and he he's been kind of like back and forth. But I think when the playoffs happen, you'll see him step up a little bit, and that'll be helpful. I think McAvoy and Lindholm, I'd put up against anyone, like literally anyone. I don't – like, what's a better pair all around? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and I, I think McAvoy's a top-five defenseman easy in the NHL, personally. That's not me yeah, so trying to – it's not me trying to suck up to Bruins fans at all. I no, legitimately No, like, I, I – yeah, I – like, how could you not? Like, I, I mean, right. honestly – I don't know if you guys like. Obviously, I'm, I watched the Red Wings broadcast, but like, um, uh, they pointed out that the Bruins are 39 and two against non-playoff teams this year. Is that a legit yeah. fact? Oof. Yeah. No. Yeah. So like, they like Swayman's record at the start of the year was super inflated to on non-playoff teams, and he was having a lot of right. trouble against playoff teams. Then when he came back after Rask retired, he has kicked it up and was doing a little bit better. Now he's hit another one of those little rookie kind of stumbles. But at the same time, I mean, what do you expect out of him? It's like he's a he's a rookie goaltender. It's gonna be a bit. It's gonna be a bit. Goalies don't normally come in and play at 21, 22, 23, 24, even. Like they it takes goaltenders more time. So like it's just kind of we'll see. Really, we'll we'll see what it we'll see what it comes out to. To kind of circle around, like Kev, how do you feel? Do you think the Bruins are a Stanley Cup contender from your point of view? Um, at the moment, no. Especially with the injuries. If the, we don't know how long Pasta is going to be out with a core injury, and how like it's been nagging him, so you don't know how long it will nag him. He's back. He'll be eighty percent, ninety percent, hundred percent. And without him, that's a big loss. And we saw it last night, not having him drive the power play. And I don't. I think. Like you said Swayman, he's unproven. We don't know what he's going to do, what the pressure is going to be like for him. Can he overcome it? It's he needs to get seasoned up a little bit, and I don't think Olmark is the answer, anyways. So it's going to be tough. Like Garth said, I think they went around. Maybe they went two, but going all the way, especially if they face someone like Calgary or Colorado, it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I agree with both of you. I, I, I mean, Calgary or Colorado would be in the cup. I don't think we're even making it to the cup. I, I, I don't. If we did slip that far, it's... yeah, I, I think if the Bruins make it that far, they have a shot at it because something's going very right. Like all cylinders are actually firing. But I don't. I just. I actually. So I think the Bruins, if they get a first round matchup with Toronto, that's our best case scenario. Toronto doesn't have the goaltending. They don't have the defense. I know they just blew us out, but. It'll be so deep in their heads. I think that's the Bruins' best chance. They have those demons. Yeah, they really do. Like, they have some dark demons. And the Bruins are the essence of it in reality. But, like, do I think we could beat the Panthers? No. And I think we'll have to go through the Panthers to get out. Like, I, I just don't see a way. Like, I think the Panthers are in the second round. Do you know what I don't I mean? know if you guys would play the Panthers. I mean, it, like, right now, your guys are shaping up to be what, first wild card spot, roughly? I, I think we move up. So I think I, I think that would be Carolina. If you let's say like because Panthers are first. Yeah. No. But the, I'm t- okay. Yeah. I I was talking like I don't think we can get through without playing the Panthers. 
Oh you know no, I mean? yeah, I th- I'm I'm saying it'd be more. I think that'd be a second round matchup. Yeah, no, no, no. no sort of oh, okay. I'm saying right. if we get to Toronto, then like who? You know oh, what okay. I mean? Like who? Like what are we? I misunderstood. Like, I thought you, I thought you were naming first round matchups. No, like, oh, yeah. no, 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 I don't, no. Okay. But like I just don't. It's like I don't think we can get through them. So like that's where it's like it's hard for me to think about the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup. I don't think we can get through Carolina either. I think those are the two teams that I think will beat the Bruins no matter what. It's just the way they match up. They're just they match up good against us. If we could play like a team like the Capitals somehow or something like that, yeah, I think the Bruins, the teams think the Bruins are better than, or like I think the Caps, I'm not that scared of the Penguins. Um, get shaky really everywhere else. Toronto, obviously, we've played Tampa good this year, but who wants to actually play Tampa? Like nobody wants to play Tampa. And then it's the Rangers. Now the Rangers are pretty good too. I think the Rangers and Bruins are pretty comparable. And that, that would be a bloodbath for sure. But still, it's like, I, I don't know. They get us, again, I don't. I'm not as confident as I was in previous years looking at the playoffs and the Bruins. I take the Bruins versus the Rangers, I think. Yeah, then the Bruins would – I think I'd like the, I, I like the yeah. Bruins in that series. Yeah. But, like, I just I, – I mean, I just don't think we could beat Carolina or or Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Do you? Do you think we could beat either of those teams? Uh, Probably not. No. I, I, I think again, you're hoping best case scenario is Toronto. Um, yeah. I think New York would be a really good matchup as well. Yeah, because I think you can the bully them a little bit and kind of get things. Yeah, get them off their game is the biggest thing. I do like some of their additions, but like I still think they have ex- they're extremely flawed five on five. Yeah. Yep. But they have that. They do have a high top end, so that's kind of like another team that can open it up a bit. But then like, I don't know. Yeah. Cop was a good addition. Yeah, he was. I had Michigan boy. Yeah, Michigan boy. Michigan boy. I'll I'll talk about Michigan boys all day. Yeah, I mean, are you a Michigan fan? Uh, like not extremely. I wasn't really like college hockey, so I'm from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, mm-hmm. so like, way up there. So like, I rooted. I grew up rooting for like uh, Northern Michigan University, uh, Michigan Tech, so, like all yeah, of that. So, so I, I I enjoy watching Michigan. I think they're stacked this year, and I mean, obviously they're going to be. Uh, I mean, they're in Boston right now, but yeah, I was say you should try to go to the game. I know I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I'm be busy, but um, I know, I know. So we, Den- we Denver's Denver's the team I want to go see because they have three Red Wing prospects. Oh, that, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess the Bruins. We have Johnny Beecher on Michigan. Yep, but, yep. Which I'd like to watch. I think uh, John Bucci Cross said today that he projects Beecher as a fourth line center, so that's not ideal for our for, for a first round pick. But I think that's. A I mean, I think no, Beecher's better than that. I. I kind of agree with Bucci Gross in that sense, but also when you look at like percentages for a draft, he was 30th, I think. Yeah. So when you look at percentages for guys who are drafted that low and in the first round, that's, you're getting an NHL player. With, so you, you hit that's. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But when I actually that- like, I just, when I watched him play for um, team USA, was it two years ago or three years ago when he actually played didn't have COVID the time he headbutted someone it was oh, like yeah, it would I, have been 2019 I think. I think yeah like I really was so high on him because like he could drive play and he he was strong with the puck and I thought he was going to tear it up in Michigan it just didn't really happen and that's where they, it's like they have so much high-end talent I know and he's not that top tier guy like he's just not so I just I wonder like if he gets to Boston and he fits in the system well if we yeah. see him really succeed, I, I don't know if it's going to happen though. Genuinely, like I, so we'll see. Like I actually had him like as a higher talent level than Trent Frederick, but Trent Frederick's really started to prove it that he's an NHL level guy. 
Like he looks like he's going to be a third line mainstay for a long time, which is great, which is a great time for the Bruins. Yeah. I mean, like, and he's a late pick. So like that, that's a hit. You know what yep. I mean? Right. Right. But they could have used him uh, at the end of this game. Yeah. We want to tie it back into the, the, the game we're trying to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. What'd you guys think of the, did you guys see obviously the, uh, the fun at the end? When I, yeah. It was, I mean like, so the Bruins need to like, get out of these little like end of game like bullshit where like guys can get hurt against non-playoff teams they really do oh yeah like it's like just just let it go like marshawn is constantly now flipping out in these last like five games it's like dude like a dude has to stop like stop yelling stop freaking out because we're just not helping the team like it's not helping the team and i I mean like what else is there to say it's like it's not helping the team at this point yeah, even so that little play with Larkin with like what five minutes left. Yeah. Uh I know like fans on both sides are really other like I personally loved it. Yeah. The little Marshan goes to hit Larkin, whatever gets stood up and Larkin cross checks him and then Marshan falls and kinda slashes him with high. Yeah. It was it wasn't like malicious or anything. Yeah. I mean oh, then, Larkin's yeah, theatrics though were like, oh like yeah, the look yeah. on his face. Yeah, but Marshawn does the same thing. So like it's, yeah, they it's both, exactly yeah, they, yeah they're no, both. No, I know it's up. hilarious to watch. Oh so. yeah, that I loved it. Like and then Bertuzzi stand up for his guy. Like as oh, like, that's, that's what yeah. I want to see. And then you get that going. And then at the end of the game with um, it was Zadina and Bleed that started it. And then yep. all oh, that. Oh, Nico was in there and he yeah. got thrown to the ground. Yeah, he got thrown. He just got he got tossed. He got tossed. That was so funny. He Carlos the wrong guy back the whole time. Yeah. yeah, Carlo should have had Rasmussen because Rasmussen got a hold of um, Stadnik and Rasmussen 6'6", 220. Just, he just threw him. Stadnik was like, right to the right. I was like, oh, man. Was <laughs> that like, was awesome, uh... though. I, I That was the most fun I've had watching a Red Wing game in quite a while. I know you guys were like, ugh. Like, I, was like, I know Con- Connor, Connor was in the chat saying Steve Eisenman needs to you know stop having him win to so get know. a better draft position. But I mean, we we lost six straight, and we didn't move a single spot in the standings because that's how bad everyone else is. Yeah, I know. It's the the bottom half of the Atlantic is so weak. It's so oh, it's weak. terrible. And that's where, like, I think going forward, like, let's jump into this. What a segue! Okay. Let's look at Detroit going forward. Like, they are the best of the rest for sure. I think the outlook of them, every part of it. How long do you think it takes for their playoff team again? Man, wishfully, <laughs> like wishfully, I want to say next year, but I don't think it's realistic. Who do they Eisman bump out real, though? No, that's, that's what I'm saying. So Eisman has an interesting decision this summer. Is you have the likes of Larkin, Bertuzzi, Verana, who had a really good game last night too, um, Nedeljkovic, who are all 26, 27, right, prime of their careers. Yep. And then you have the likes of Cider, Raymond, um, Simon Edvinson in Sweden, who was one of the best defensemen outside yep. of the NHL at 18. He's going to make the team next year. Yeah, he will. Um, so you kind of have to decide what you're building towards. I, if the Red Wings get really aggressive this like offseason and fill the sec- biggest need is a second-line center. Which I feel like that's for most teams, even the, including the Bruins. You need that second-line center. I, I, you, I mean, the Bruins are going to need a first-line center soon. That's yeah, even, right. That's the even bigger problem. Um, then you have um, the Red Wings have one top pairing defenseman and um, a bottom pairing defenseman, and then a bunch of number sevens. Yeah. So the the defense needs a huge overhaul. You need also need another goalie. So I don't. It's gonna be interesting because I can see it going both ways, and I, I'm not rooting for Tyler Bertuzzi to get traded. I know at the deadline there's rumors, and I'm just saying I think it makes a little sense considering if 
like best case scenario, you knock off like a Washington for a wild card spot and you lose in the first round. Yeah. And that's going to kind of be the way cause the Bruins, I still think they have another two, three years. Pittsburgh, I think they're going to be another two, three years as well. Washington, I don't really like. But then you also have the Islanders who are probably going to want to come back next year. Uh, it's just not – there's not a lot of spots in the East. The East – if this is the West, I'd say for sure the Red Wings are making it next year. Because the West outside of, you know, the, like at the Vegas Golden Knights, even though they're kind of struggling, Colorado, Calgary. Oh, the West, yeah, the West is wide open compared to the that's East. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like I would yeah, be like that's... more confident. But the East is – so it's going to be interesting how Eisman and the management team decide yeah. to – way because, out how to handle it i and i understand both ways and i'm i'm very excited from a content standpoint oh it's gonna be awesome like it's gonna be yeah. fun just i mean to have the red wings back in the mix it's a team like toronto you want them to be good they have a great hockey market look at it i mean like look at the crowd last night still there still so like excited still cheering every goal that's what you want to see like michigan is a major hockey state it's that yep. simple it's one of the big it's i, I consider it the big three the big three in the United States is Massachusetts, Michigan, and Minnesota. Like those Absolutely, are the yeah. three, those are the biggest hockey markets, no matter what anyone wants to argue. It just is what it is. That's what produces the most talent. It's where the fans are the most rabid. It's where hockey is the most well-known. It's that like, it's that simple. So like, I, I want to see Detroit do good, but like you look at the top, let's just look at the top four teams right out East right now. It's Carolina, the Rangers, Panthers, Toronto. Don't see any of them falling out. So you're going to have to beat out Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa, or Boston. Yep. Which. It's like, and none of those windows are really closing at this point. Besides, I'd say maybe Washington and or Pittsburgh. Those are the two teams I'd be looking at. And I mean, Boston. Boston. Boston Depending, depending what happens with like, if Bergeron is like, all right, I'm back for another two years. Cool. You're not making the playoffs for two years over Boston. Yeah. Because I mean, Bergeron is always going to be able to be this player that he is now. I really do feel that way. Like he could play the way he is for another two, three, four years. It's going to be as long as he wants to. Would it be nice? Yeah. Would it be nice to transition him to a second line role maybe in two years and have him play out two more? Yes, but will the Bruins have the guys to do that? I have no idea. Like I don't know. Are we? We just we don't draft centers that are like with that outlook. Like you took Beecher and Trent Frederick and Jack Stanika. None of them were like. I mean, Stanika was a second round pick. Frederick and Beecher, neither of them were like projecting to be one C's. You know what I mean? And Stanika hasn't shown it in his opportunities. So it's like, but do I think Jack could be a second line center? I do, but I I don't know. He hasn't shown it though. That's the problem. It's like. He's had enough chances. The Bruins have some depth at wing, that's for sure. But it's like, what are you need centers? Like you need centers, right? They're so important. So that's where the Red Wings do have one of the top goalie prospects, though. Yeah, Kosa. I mean, Kosa. Yeah, because you said like they're gonna need it, but he had a bad year, right? He no. Well, okay. So yeah, like he took a step back. Like I know I. Yeah, yeah. So I I wrote about like a prospect roundup a little bit, and yeah. he's he still has a solid save percentage for a junior goalie. It's like like uh, a little over nine ten, which is. You know, that's solid for juniors, but last year he was a 940. But yep. also, you look at it, the WHL, they've only played six other teams in their division, and they were all pretty bad. And the way his team is stacked, so he faces like 15 shots a night, and if yeah. two of them go in, his save percentage is garbage, right? Yeah, it's tough, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't really been able to watch him too much, so it's hard to say whether or not like he, like he those goals are bad. Or he, they took like, him in the first, right? What was it like? Yeah, we traded up. 15th, um, 16th? Uh, somewhere we took a, it was we tr- 15th pick 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, so I, you know what? Like, it's it's as He's, simple as even if you had a down year. Like, if scouts are putting him in the top twenty as a goaltender, you have a talented goalie there. It's that simple. Like, he's gonna be. Oh something. yeah. He is all like he's very athletic for being so big. It's not like he's this big guy and yeah. doesn't really move. He's massive and like is very athletic. If you go watch his highlights, yeah. um, but yeah, he's confidence driven, which I really like. It's kind of like Nadelkovich as well. They're both like very confident goalies and yeah, confident in their abilities when they talk. So it's just the getting them in the hot streak, and I think in the right system, both of them can exceed like expectations. And um, with um, Kosa, his age, he'll be in Grand Rapids next year. Yeah, because so which will be which uh, is important for any right. Contender. Yeah, yep. So how are they? Grand Rapids good. They're so it's a weird year. So like the Red Wings prospects are kind of like too young to be in the minors, yeah. and the Red Wings have they love Swedish guys. Oh, I yeah. just wrote about they actually signed a Swedish guy reportedly today. I wrote I wrote about it. Yeah, um, I saw it. Yeah, and so they love keeping them over there a little. Like we have a bunch of twenty year olds. I mean, we have a six eight, two hundred fifty pound forward prospect who is third in the league in goals for the, for the SHL. He's insane. Um, but they, they love leaving guys like a little too, like they bring them over at 21, 22 from the Swedish league. And so I think like eight of them are going to come over next year. It's gonna be crazy. Um, so there's not a lot of prospects over there. Like we have Jonathan Bergeron, who's been like the leading scorer, but otherwise we, they've been diminished to in- injury basically. And so they're bottom of their division. So they're not great, but there's only like a few prospects on the team. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, I'm not worried about it doesn't really speak on the rebuild itself. But when you look at like Fralunda in the SHL and they have uh, three Red Wing prospects. You care uh, more about them, right? Yeah, exactly. So Denver, the... three Red Wing prospects. Um, who else? Rogla in the SHL has a Red Wing prospect. I can keep going. Like they have all over the place. They have, they have a ton of talent. I just went to look and see how the P Bruins are doing. I'm like, how are the P Bruins? They, ah, they're in third. They don't have a lot of the Bee Bruins though are lacking top end talent, I'll tell you that much. Just but you know. You have Walpole's finest, Chris Wagner down there. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Who another guy, like, I mean, I feel bad for Chris Wagner because I feel like he's someone who could like like I would rather see him than Anton Bleed. Like I know that like I like I had this argument with my dad the other day though, and he was like, My dad likes bleed. I'm like, all right, man. All right. I d I don't see it personally. No, neither do I, like at all. Like I just don't see it. Like it just hasn't. Who was the who was the young younger guy that was like in the bottom six? He was a right hander. Um, I saw him play too when I went to when I went to a Bruin Sharks game and he played and he looked really good. When Steen, Oscar Steen, Oscar Steen, Oscar Steen. I like him. Has some talent. So Oscar Steen's season. Let's take a peek, ski. So he has played thirty nine games. He has fourteen goals, fifteen assists for twenty nine points. It's a great year in the AHL. Yes, he's a good player. Like Oscar Steen has upside. That's a guy I like. He's uh, he's ninety eight. So what's that? Twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's twenty three. Um, he's from Sweden, and yep. he has some talent. So I do like Steen. He is a center, but he, he mostly plays wing. Yeah, I know, but he is a center. That is his position. <laughs> but he's not. He's not playing center at the NHL level. I don't think at five nine one ninety nine. No. But no. <laughs> that that usually you don't like. You don't see those guys step in the center too much. No. But um. So that's a guy with some talent. Jacob Lauko too has some talent, but he's had a tough year. Like he, so last year, right in the AHL, he had five goals, fourteen assists for nineteen points in twenty-three games. This year, in forty-two games, only has fourteen points and he's dashed twenty-two. So something's not clicking. He's a guy they thought could not run <laughs> bigger run in Boston. So that's tough. But like it's just guys like that. But like even looking through, like we don't have like a lot of top end 
guys down there or really anywhere. So that's kind of the Bruins' problem. Other than we have Fabian Lysel, we have Mason Lowry, who I think both right. are going to be impact NHL players, right? So yeah, you guys are kind of be... in the. I thought like I was like thinking what kind of questions that we'd be you know discussing or whatnot. Yeah. I look at it like the end of the Zetterberg Dotsuk era Red Wings. Yep. Where and it's, it's just, yeah. Scary hours. Scary. Like, you know what's coming. Yeah. And it's just like, let's hold on as long as we can. And the Red Wings came, and it's similar to the Bruins, I guess, where Bergeron's like, oh, we're not sure if he's going to come back. And then Dotsuk decided to leave as well. And then that's yeah. when kind of went to the end. But yeah. no, yeah, like, it's kind of like a bunch of pro- prospects who were like second, third rounders who are starting to like, Oh, maybe there'll be something, right? Yeah. And it's kind of hope at this point to fill in spots, yeah. hopefully. Luckily, no, what we have... Lysel is sick, though. Yeah. I, I read, mm-hmm. I like, when I did my, I did, like, a, my, first, like, I did a draft rankings on it by personal, and he was, like, I had him, like, 14 or something. He's he's good. 14th? Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and he know, went yeah. 21st. He went 21st, I think, so. Yeah, and a lot of guys had him, like, going 9th or, like, between 9th and 14th, really. And yeah. And it was the, like the question marks on character or whatever, because he didn't, he requested a trade. So, I mean, I, I think so the stupid. Bruins, if the Bruins do anything well, it's like character guys. The Bruins don't usually get guys who cause too many problems. Other, I mean, like, and I don't even, like, if you look at Jake DeBrusque, like, he didn't really, like, call, I think like, it's also not, the culture that Bergeron that, that and they Marchand created, bring. Created, exactly. Yeah. Like, you, like, that's the thing, like, you look at DeBrusque, right? And, like, as much as he, it's been publicized, he doesn't want to be in Boston. You've never once seen that on the ice, and you don't see it with how he reacts with his teammates. It's between him and Cassidy. Like I think that's as clear as can be. And I don't know. Like if he keeps having success playing with Marshawn and Bergeron, and he cements himself there, like will that trade request go away? I don't know. But like, where where are you going to get in a better situation than playing with those two? I mean, you're playing right. with a Hall of Famer and a guy who I think is going to be a borderline Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. I, how do you feel about that as a not Bruins fan? Like, do you think that oh, Brad which- Marshawn? Has any chance at the Hall of Fame? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, like some people he's like over, laugh at he's you. Been, I'm like, he's been an over point per game winger since like what 2015-16? Yeah, and he scored 20 goals every year of his career. Yeah, like and he's, he's on the Cup champion. He's a top five winger in the NHL. Has the hardware. Um, probably could have been a heart candidate. Was it like last year? I think he was on an insane run. In the yeah, year yeah. I don't so remember. He, One the, of the only two year he didn't score 20 goals was the 2013 shortened season where he had yeah 18 in 45 games but like he yeah his points like 41 50 yeah but this is where it is kind of tough like he didn't it was it really was like he became point per game in 2016 and then yeah okay yeah since that's what i'm saying yeah no he he's the classic like late developer and i love and then like we have tyler bertuzzi who's like marsh and light yep he really is he's a bronze type player Exactly, and like I say that like in the most respectable way possible because he's a first line forward. But Brad Marchand's an elite All Star, top five left yeah. winger in the NHL. Which is disrespect this. Yeah, right. So, yeah. but for you can't really. What's but up? I was gonna say for a reason though, like Marchand fucking creates it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like he he made it. Like Marchand Marchand's the reason he's loved, and Marchand's the reason he's hated. He does it. He creates it. He does. I'm one of the. Shit. I'm one of the. Like I like me and my brother talk about this all the time, but like we're like one of the few people like public. I'm like I love Marshan. I oh, love so do I. Does. I mean, I love it. I love it. Like I think even, it's good. Even for as me. a non-fan, yeah, it's, yeah. Even as a not like even, like last night, like him being a rat like to the Red Wings. Like I love that. Like gets gets the guys going. Yeah. For the other team too. Like it's it's the risk you run when you are such a vocal player like that. It's either like you're in their heads and like that's you win right, or yeah. 
it fuels them and it can go opposite, which I mean, it's happened both ways for Marshan, but either way you're engaged in that kind of game and it's, it's the best to watch as a fan. hundred percent. So I'm going to have, I have a question for you to play off that, but really quick before we wrap up a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of inside the rink bet us bet us has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for betus.com with promo code rink for an 125% sign up bonus. Again, use promo code rink for a 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. Kev, I want you to think of a bet of the week to wrap up the podcast with, so I have that ready for us. Garth, right, for you. I'm on it. I'm on it. Perfect. Garth, for you, what's your opinion on the Troy Terry, Trevor Zegris situation with Jay Beagle? Ooh. What's your opinion on it? Do you think that these guys need to stop with the circus stuff Stop celebrating goals when they're way up in games. Stop poking at the puck when they're way up in games. Stop celebrating goals. Or do you think that we need to get the meatheads out of the league who are just attacking these young kids? What do you think? I mean, like, or a balance of both? It's, I wouldn't say a balance of both. I'd word it a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just be just be better. Like, yeah. if you don't want it to happen to you, don't let it in. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I love how, like, I don't understand the people defending Jay Beagle in the sense of, like, have you seen how many games he's played this season? Like, why no. do we care? Why do we yeah. care what he thinks? <laughs> I like, mean, Zegers wouldn't even say his name. Yeah, which so, is hilarious. I didn't know I, he was still in the NHL, to be honest. Yeah, right. it's the I, first I time Z- I remembered he existed. I, if I was Zegers, I would have been meaner. I would have, yeah. like, I would have said, like, I hope he enjoys his last couple paychecks. Yeah, like, it's... Because he's it's not playing next year, like, and... I like, I definitely, I didn't like the play. Like, I think it was a dirty, like, again, like you're, it's like the old school guys who are like, um, this generation's a bunch of whiners, but like, also it's yeah. disrespectful for guys to score, like try to score when they're winning five, nothing. Exactly. It's just, it's, it's just not, it's just like, make up your mind. Like and that, it, I don't get it. I love like your point. Perfect. Like exactly. Yeah. Like if you didn't want him to score in Michigan, then don't let it happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't be, be a plug. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's the, that's the problem. And it's like everyone's like, oh, like it's disrespectful. Like it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Guess what? Basketball players are disrespectful. NFL players disrespectful. That's why their game is so popular because they are heroes and they are villains and they market themselves. It's like oh, we want all our guys in suits. We want them all same haircut, same everything. Don't say things yeah. in the media. No, like let's challenge that. Let's create personalities and create brands and grow the game. Trevor Zegris will grow the NHL. It's that yes. simple. Jay Beagle never helped grow the NHL. No, he's I mean, been relevant since 2018 when he was the fourth line center for the Capitals. Yeah, his best season, he had 30 points. I mean, good, you know what? Good, good NHL player. He played a long time. Not, not ta- I'm taking away nothing from him, right? But like going and pummeling Troy Terry, who is an elite player now. Like, I mean, yeah. he's an elite player in the NHL and going after Zegris, going after those guys. It's like, dude, come on, come on. Just it's, it's better. silly. I like it. No. Yeah. It's, that's just my yeah word of advice for the coyotes be better. And I shouldn't say that because the Red Wings got their shit ran by them. Nine to one game. That yeah. was, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a bad night. Go oh, that one was a tough one. Ugh. But I don't know. Kev, do you have your bet for us? Oh, you already know I do. Let's hear it. All right, so Friday, little uh, little parlay, two-team parlay. Carolina Hurricanes over the Islanders, Florida Panthers over the Buffalo Sabres. All right. Ooh. 
Canes Panthers. I like that. That's actually right though. Top of the division. That's good. We'll tweet that one out. I know I always say we'll tweet it out, then I don't tweet it out, but we'll tweet it out. Yeah, Jake's so busy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't want you guys to make money. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, my last I gave out a parlay last week. It hit. But uh hey man, thanks for coming on so much, dude. We appreciate having you on. Um, where can we find you? Uh at Garth Wick at Garth underscore Wickham on Twitter. Uh you can check out I usually repost my work there, obviously at inside the rink. Yep. Um, and then the production line podcast or at TPL pod on Twitter as well. Awesome. And you guys know where to find us at Q the duck boats with a Z on Twitter. And uh, thank you guys for coming. Thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week. Yeah.